0: Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime with Kaylin and Elena. Hi,
1: hi. I'm in a great mood today.
0: I could tell. Well, you've been productive. I can't wait for you to tell our listeners all the stuff you've been up to. Right.
1: Well, and and I got a new job, so like and I'm you out of like the it. Yeah. that I hated for the last. Doesn't three that nighters? make a difference? It does, and it's weird because this is the first job I've ever had where I'm not like dreading going to work every morning. And there's been mornings where I'm like waiting for it to be time to go in and I'm like, maybe I'll just go in early because I Mm -hmm. get bored. But it is nice. It's nice having a job that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it's only been a couple of weeks and I'm like, yay. It's it's massive change. Well it's just it
0: it speaks too much so much too. I mean like I mean just inherently some jobs are probably more pleasurable than others, of course, right? But I just think that People who are in positions of authority and things like that need to realize you don't have to make people miserable right. to get work done. And in fact, it's completely the wrong way to do right. it. You know, you
1: people, happy, happy people get more things done.
0: Yeah, we jinxed ourselves there. But yes, totally.
1: Well, I saw a post There's one even day. a
0: great TED Talk about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: saw a post on Facebook one day where it was saying, um... Most people quit, uh, quit management, not jobs Mm -hmm. because it's, it's the management that makes the job harder That you know what I mean? Because people will do a hard job if they have a good good morale. If there's good morale, they're going to do
0: the harder work. And you know what? All work matters. And that's the other thing too. And I feel like so many jobs, you know, people look down on them, but like, so, you know, what you've done in the past, you worked at, you know, a hotel, you cleaned rooms. Right. You know, that is an essential job. And and it's
1: disgusting. disgusting. Yes.
0: And, you know, we need to honor work. And we need to honor those kind of jobs and understand how much more miserable our lives are when that work doesn't get done. So be kind to those people. Be grateful to those people. Treat them well. You know, build them up. They are doing something that people need and do appreciate when it's done well. So right.
1: make that clear to them. But right. Yeah. But yeah. So like I'm in a new job now and everything's fantastic. And I'm I've just very been happy. in like a much better mood lately. That makes I me so I have happy. been very productive.
0: And that is, see, and that's the other thing, you know, we always tell people be productive and then you'll be happy. But, and that's true to an extent. But like I said, we, I just watched this great Ted talk and I can't remember the title of it now, but, um, that was his whole thing, is that it's actually true that happy people are very productive.
1: Right. So, <clears throat> so as hopefully a lot of you have seen, I mean, we didn't get many, many votes on it. And I did post it in both our discussion group and just on our normal Facebook page. And then I also shared it on my uh, my personal Facebook page uh-huh. um, about merch. And my dad is so funny because he had to comment on it. And he's like, what's merch? And then he also <laughs> asked my sister because she's living with them right now. I had to ask her, like, what's merch? <laughs> but I did put out a poll on whether or not that would be something you guys would be interested in because I'm pretty interested in it and I'm actually kind of excited about it. So um, when you see a
0: woman walking around town in head to toe state of crime, <laughs> it's merch, me.
1: you'll know who it is. Right. Oh my goodness, but we I did kind of put together a lot of things just to kind of play around with the system that I'm trying to use and see how everything's going to work and how like the samples are going to look and different fonts and stuff, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. But I've put together quite a list of things. There were leggings that I tried to do, but they only come in white on the thing I'm using and I don't really like that because no. I am a messy human being and I can't wear <laughs> anything white, and so that scares me. But I did like hoodies and t-shirts and a couple of different tank tops. so water And They look amazing. Like I'm, I'm amazed at how
0: incredibly creative and gifted you are with that visual sort of stuff.
1: That's so funny because in this new job, that's one of the things I have to do. Is I'm doing a lot of like the posts on Facebook and mm-hmm. the posts on Instagram, and to, we use a different thing for that than what I use on my phone Uh, for what we're doing. And I, when it comes to, like, the Facebook post for work, I am the least creative person. I just sit there (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know what looks good. I don't have an idea of what I need to do. Like, I just sit there and I stare at it. But... You'll pick it up. I will. I think think especially with doing this stuff, too, is... Mm -hmm. It's helping. But I think I am going to post some pictures. I don't know. Probably both on our Facebook page and our discussion group just to get kind of everybody's idea. Yeah, and
0: I still on my social media sabbatical for my own mental health. Did you
1: know that you can still see your Facebook page and people can still tag you and stuff and things? Yes. Oh, okay. Because
0: I did. I didn't delete it. I just. I can't remember. Like deactivated. It? Deactivated but it. But I and
1: see. I thought when you deactivated it too, it disappeared. Into. Until... I thought so too. Yeah, oh, but, I don't know. But yeah. yours, I can see, really? and I can like tag you instead. Like the poll that I shared for it, me? I tagged you in it. Oh, I don't know. I have to go cheat. But with your Facebook, you have to accept the things you're tagged and to be showed up on your Facebook yeah. page. So none of your friends saw it. No. Well, <laughs> I was, it that was I... my goal was to <laughs> oh, get I'm like your sorry. people to see it too. But uh-huh. it's fine. But what else? There was a Dateline.
0: Yeah, Dateline did two hours on the missing kids in Rexburg and really went in depth, of course. You know, you you always, (laughs) I don't know about you, when I watch things like that, I just always realize it would be so nice to have that kind of access to video and, you know what I mean? Like And have... All of these little minions that you could send out to round up all the information. But it was crazy because they had, I was telling you, they had video from when the police showed up at her house in Arizona right after her brother mm-hmm. shot her husband, the one that...
1: Her second, what yeah. it, her second husband? Her, yeah, they
0: were estranged supposedly and he, they had filed for divorce. But the one that, yeah, was murdered before she... Um, Supposedly, allegedly, uh, and <laughs> uh, before she married Daybell, and I mean, it, it, it's just it was crazy. So, right. and I didn't get to watch all of it. It's Part of it I DVR to finish, but um, there's it's such a crazy, crazy story. And but it's one of those at this point. You and I were talking too that at this point there's so much just coming out, and then it conflicts, and then. There was a report this morning that some woman, I can't remember where, like in Indiana, somewhere like that that claimed that she
1: saw the girl, which that always happens in missing person cases. Right. Well, and my boyfriend and I were talking, I think maybe this morning or last night about it, something. And he had seen an article about them finding, uh, or the school giving out a release, something about a tablet that was... Owned by the school yeah. or whatever, yeah. but they could see that the tablet was still being accessed. Yes, and, and so well, his... there's a, a, not a tablet, but there was a t-
0: uh, an app, uh... and I have that. So, like my my kids, my little one, his teacher has uh, an app. Where, like, every day she posts, you know, what they're doing in class and things like that. And so, I guess they had something like that at his school. And somebody keeps logging in and checking.
1: Right. And so, he's... My boyfriend was like, well, that's a sign that they may still be alive. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. No. That's
0: a sign that she's monitoring to see if anybody's saying anything. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So... I don't know, and then I was talking, we were talking about it at work the other day, and one of the ladies at work, she's like, I don't get how they are not arrested yet. They don't have any evidence. They can't arrest them. Well,
0: but I don't understand, though, why their asses aren't in jail for the contempt of court stuff. Right. Because here you have a case, you know, you know it's bad. Whatever it is, it's bad. Right. And, you know, they had the five-day court order to produce the kids. Why the hell have are, are they have they not had a judge issue a warrant for and lock arrest. them up? Right. And especially where they've already fled once.
1: Right, they're, they're flight risks. Yeah. Like, why are you yeah. letting them just roam yes. around? Yeah, I get it.
0: So, anyway, it makes me mad. It but does. Yeah. Anyway, so, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to talk about a lot of the specifics just because I feel like we need to wait, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so much information, but there's a lot of disinformation out there, too. Mm-hmm. So, we are going to return to Wyoming. Yes. This week. Yes. And, of course, Wyoming is one of the least populated states in the country. I think at one point they were the least, and I don't think there are any more, but they're down there. You gotcha. know, uh, Not a lot of people live there. And so you had sent me a case that you were like, I hope you do this one.
1: Right, I did. I was. I said that I hope you do it, but I wasn't sure if you would do mm-hmm. it because it was so similar to your Kansas case. So
0: I am going to start with that one, but I'm actually doing two cases today. So um, I'm kind of breaking, but only because... First of all, there are some really crazy, crazy cases in Wyoming, right. but, and I think we mentioned this last time with yours, so many of them are just, there's not a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As crazy and bizarre as the actual case might be, they're all pretty cut and dried. Right. Does that there's make sense? no, yeah. there's
1: no, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So... I'm going to start off talking about Polly Bartlett, because that's the one that you sent to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much you figured out about her.
1: Not a whole lot. Okay. The the main stuff. Okay. The big stuff, I guess. So,
0: we're going to travel back in time to the 1860s, and this appealed to me because it takes place in what was then a busy mining town. It's the town of South Pass City, which today has a population... Of seven. Dope. (laughs) I love towns like that, that, you know, have these, yeah, those crazy. But anyway, but back in the 1860s, it was a very bustling mining town. And since I just finished rewatching Deadwood, as I've mentioned before, this appealed to me. Um, At the time, the Oregon Trail went through Mm -hmm. South Pass. So, of course, that made it a very important um, place. And... Mark Twain, the great writer, even visited there and wrote about it. So it had, at the time, quite a bit of fame. So as you said, the case of Polly Bartlett is very, very similar to my Kansas case of the Bloody Benders. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And another tie-in here is you and I have also addressed again, I think mostly with some of my cases, how easy it used to be to buy stuff that people had no business buying. Right. And one of those things, of course, was arsenic, which supposedly was supposed to only be used to control rodents, but was very often used in other ways as well. To kill people. Yes. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. So... What we know is that Polly Bartlett and her father apparently ran a boarding house in the town of South Pass City, this burgeoning mining town. And, of course, a boarding house is a little different. You usually, because you also provide meals. It's not just like a hotel. Mm -hmm. And according to some of the background information, they had originally started off in Ohio where they ran a similar business. And there, Polly would take people upstairs for a little hanky panky, again much like the Bloody Bender case. And then, while she was keeping her the clients busy, her father would rob them. Um, and of course, supposedly the heat, you know, got too intense in Ohio, so you flee to a very. Um, You know, Wild West state like Wyoming.
1: Well, and that's another thing we've kind of talked about is how easy it is or how easy it was back in that time to mm -hmm. be anybody you wanted to be.
0: Exactly.
1: Like all you had to do was walk in and say, Hey, I'm Sam. And suddenly you're Sam. Well, it doesn't mean.
0: But it doesn't seem like they necessarily changed their names or anything. They just up and moved. Right. So, and apparently they opened the Bartlett Inn. They're in Wyoming. And Pretty much follow the same business model, except one night, Polly, for whatever reason, decides to use some of that arsenic and poisons a man, and they end up getting $4,000. How? I don't know, because the details were not very forthcoming there, and we'll come back to that. So this was her and
1: her father, correct? Mm -hmm. What a great father. Let me pour my daughter off to these strangers so we can steal their money. What the
0: fuck? Well, unfortunately, that's not the first time nor the last time. And I we do that. know that fathers have all too often in history sold off their daughters in various ways. So, <coughs> me. Um. Anyway, so the story, of course, is that many men start disappearing, you know, after going to the Bartlett Inn. And there's one man whose name is Barney Fortune. Mm -hmm. You go to seek your fortune in South Pass, Wyoming, in the mines, and things don't turn out so well. And supposedly his disappearance drew the interest of the Pinkertons.
1: Now, do you know who the Pinkertons were? Uh, Sounds very, 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 very familiar.
0: So the Pinkertons also played a role in um, uh, Deadwood. But the Pinkertons were basically... A private police force or investigate kind of slash investigation PI kind of play thing and you could hire them so very wealthy people would often hire them to like I said to investigate but they would also use them as muscle um, for instance um, they were often used to bust to union bust by by wealthy owners So the Pinkertons apparently are called in and then of course Polly and her dad, by the way, can't find his name, but yeah, Polly and her father flee and a former cop shoots her father dead in a duel and Polly is arrested, taken to the Atlantic City Jail. While she's sitting in jail, one of Barney Fortune's friends shoots her through the window and that's the end of the story. And then of course they go to the inn and investigate and they dig up 22 bodies Here's the thing. You're going to be very sad and disappointed.
1: It's not real, is it? Motherfucker! Yeah. God damn damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Almost
0: every, you know, legit historian uh, in Wyoming who's ever tried to do this case is like, this is probably a fabrication. Um, I didn't check the actual dates. of. Let me check real quick because I can't remember exactly when the bloody benders were... uh, Active. Let me check that out. God damn it! That pisses I know, me I off. Know, I knew you'd be real. Okay. Well, so they actually are a little later because they're 1871 to 1873, and so that actually because I was wondering if maybe you know word of them had right. just you know, and then it gets kind of mushed together. But this is very likely an urban legend, and it and it does fit in though. I mean, when you think of a mining town. You know, and you do have people who come in for a short period of time and then they disappear to wherever, mostly because things just don't pan out and they go wherever, you know. Um, These mining camps, the West at that time, was a very transient sort of place. And there had to have been a lot of anxiety every time you did check into a place. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't, you know, the, the bonds of society are weakened when you have these new communities with lots of people moving in and out. Right. So very likely this is just one of those stories that, you know, and when you think of the guy's name, Barry Fortune, you you know what I mean? Like I said, the fact her father's name, why is her father not known? Right. You know, that's very strange. Um, So, yeah. But I think I'm going to make up for your disappointment with my next story.
1: Okay. Because it is off the rails insane. Okay, and I think that's a good time for a little ad break. Woo-hoo. And we're back with a very disappointed Kaylin. I know, I'm bummed. <laughs> so- I mean, it's funny that I'm bummed that like 22 people didn't die, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great
0: story and like you said it tied in nicely with the bloody benders. Right. Um but like I said, my next case, I promise, is going to make it worthwhile. Is
1: this one real?
0: Yes, oh, it is God. 100% real but you're going to doubt me as oh, I no. get into it. So, oh, no. the actual beginning of this case is very much something out of the old west. Okay. So, we have a guy named Big Nose George. Jesus. Okay. I know it's not the greatest name. So, Big Nose George was born George Parot or parrot, as it's anglicized. He was actually born on the 20th of March, 1834, in France. Oh. And then he immigrates, of course, to the United States and through whatever course his life takes. He ends up being a highwayman and an outlaw cattle rustler. Like I said, you know, you talk about if you're going to cast somebody in a Western. For a bad guy, George Parrot would fit perfectly. Sweet. Okay. yeah. Okay. Um, and he did have a big nose. You can look up photographs of him, and he earned that nickname well. He was also called Big Beak Parrot. George Manous and George Warden. That's
1: funny. Big Beak Parrot. That's funny. I know, I, know. Funny. I love that
0: one. So as you'd expect, with somebody who has so many aliases and nicknames, he had a fairly long, you know, criminal career. There was word there's a lot of rumors about him too that are not true, but they're not nearly as devastating as the Polly Bartlett case. Um Supposedly, it's
1: a big ass mouse.
0: Yeah, she's looking him up. Uh, <laughs> it's I, a big ass mouse. Okay, nose. don't look up anything else. Oh. I'm not, I'm just looking at his Okay. Picture. And then, um, he, like, supposedly one of the guys in his gang had been a member of the James gang or he rode with, you know, just, that's not true. There was also word that he, um, rode with, uh, this Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Not true. The years don't match up for that. Right. But he was, in fact, like we said, um, an outlaw, a cattle rustler, robbed trains. And so we're going to pick up with him in 1878 when he and his gang murdered Wyoming Deputy Sheriff Robert Widowfield and Union Pacific Detective Tip Vincents. They also have great names, <laughs>
1: and I wish um, people still had cool fucking names. With I know. I need to bring that back. I have any more <laughs> kids. I'm gonna start naming people,
0: giving them old west nicknames right. right from birth. But anyway, so Big George and his gang they botched a train robbery. It didn't quite go as planned, and these two had been hired to track him down. And so they tracked him to another great named place, Rattlesnake Canyon.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, near Elk Mountain. I think probably every state in the West has at least one one Rattlesnake Canyon. (laughs) Uh, But it's near Elk Mountain. And so Parrot and his gang ended up ambushing them. They shot Widowfield in the face. Vincent tried to escape, but they caught him and murdered him before he was ever able to get out of the canyon. They then robbed their weapons, took one of their horses, covered the bodies, and fled. Hmm. So this puts a $10,000 reward on their heads, and shortly thereafter it was doubled to 20000 So they had some notoriety, maybe a little fame at the time. By February of 1879, they've actually left Wyoming, no surprise with, you know, What's going on? And they end up in Montana, which is now no part, uh, which is now known as Miles City. And there, there was a local merchant who was quite wealthy. His name was Morris Kahn. And of course, the only way to get, you know, goods to sell was to go back east, pick them up, or have them imported out to you. But right. Morris Kahn was going to go back east. Buy merchandise, so it was known that he'd be traveling with a great deal of cash. He ha- had fifteen soldiers with him, as well as two other officers that had been hired to help, you know, protect them. Mm-hmm. And this shows that, despite the botched train robbery, Big George and his gang were pretty good at what they did, or Big Nose George were pretty good at what they did. He, so Big Nose George and three others robbed this train of a group of people in broad daylight. And Ballsy. Yeah. The amount of money they got away with varies widely depending on the source. Some say it was 3600 and then the highest amount that's mentioned is 14000 But in any case, it was a pretty good payoff for them. Right. Yeah. Um, but things go south not too long after, in 1880, they are arrested there in Miles City, so they must have hung around or stayed in the area. She um, ran. Yeah. And so Big Nose George is arrested with his second, a guy named Charlie Bur- Burris. He's also known as Dutch Charlie, so mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know what, why, but... and. I'm not sure if this happened before or after their arrest, but at some point they are drunk and they're boasting about killing Widowfield and the other guy. And so that's when the Montana law realizes, oh, you know, these guys have a price on their head. Right. And so they're returned to Wyoming for trial. Um, Of course they're found guilty and Big Nose George is sentenced to hang on the 2nd of April, 1881. That's going to be his execution date. Okay. okay. However, while he's in jail there on the 22nd of March in Rollins, Wyoming, he's in jail. I don't know exactly how, but he had a pocket knife and a piece of sandstone. Now the sandstone, I'm assuming you probably just found, but I don't know how or why he had the pocket knife. If
1: If he was in jail. Yeah, if
0: it had just, you know, been forgotten or whatever. Right. But anyway, he uses these two items to file and wedge the rivets on the ankle shackles that he was wearing. And then he manages to go hide in the bathroom once he gets the shackles off. The jailer, a guy named Robert Rankin, enters the bathroom. He bashes him upside the head with those shackles, and if... You've ever seen him? Those things were pretty big and heavy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, apparently, it fractures Robert Rankin's skull, although he does survive.
1: Because I imagine at this point, those shackles are probably made of iron. Yes, yes. So they're going to be
0: heavy. Oh, and yeah.
1: He, they could easily kill somebody. Yeah,
0: and it, I mean, a skull fracture, you're right. lucky to survive that today. I mean, right. even with good medical care, so. Um, but he does manage, after he's hit, Rankin manages to call for help. And his wife must have been some sort of badass. So she's a woman named Rosa, and she hears him call for help. She grabs a pistol and runs in there, and she manages to get Parrot to go back to his cell. Damn. Yeah. So she's, Rosa, I'd like to know a little more about her.
1: Right. So um,
0: the news of this attempted escape spreads through town, Rankin is, lays there recovering, but apparently, even though he's recovering, he's still there in the jail, kind of watching Big Nose George. Jesus. I know.
1: So, give the poor man a break. Let him go home and not (laughs) die in a jail. I was like, okay. So, a group of masked men
0: break in, and at gunpoint, they take Rankin's keys and they take Big Nose George. There's a lynch mob of around 200. And they string him up from telegraph pole, and they execute him themselves before he can escape again. Jesus. Okay. And Charlie Burris, Dutch Charlie, right, also met a very similar fate. He too was grabbed, even though he was in a different place. He too was grabbed by a lynch mob and strung up from telegraph pole. Hmm. Now you might wonder, hey Elena, why aren't you like wrapping this up more as the end of your story? Because because not the, the end. Ain't over. This is where things get off the rails insane. And I don't understand how any of this was allowed to happen.
1: Because it was the 1880s and they just let <laughs> shit fucking run rampant. I guess. So
0: after he is lynched, Big Nose George's body is turned over to two doctors. Okay. One is named Thomas McGee. The other is John Eugene Osborne, and John Eugene Osborne will go on after Wyoming gets its statehood. He will become the first Democratic governor of Wyoming. Okay. So he's going to have a pretty big role to play in state politics, but okay. at the time, he and Thomas are doctors, okay? Okay. And they, obviously, and I'm sure Big Nose George had like no family anyway to claim the body, but They also want to um, study his brain to see if they can find signs of criminality. Now, again, in the 1880s, well into the 20th century, this was very common. Right. People really believed that, you know, there was probably something physical in the brain that might cause this. There was also the art even of, excuse me, like, feeling bumps and things on people's skulls. And supposedly I was supposed to tell you about their personalities. That's a lot less scientific right. than actually studying the brain. Right. So, um, there is a 15 year old girl who is working as a medical assistant. So yeah, you know, nowadays, 15 year old, you can work at McDonald's. Back then you could be a medical assistant to <laughs> right. two doctors And so, of course, they have to, you know, remove the top of his skull to get to his brain. They give the top of this skull to 15-year-old Lillian Heath, their medical assistant. And she will later become the first woman doctor in Wyoming.
1: What does she do with the skull? That's what we're going to talk about. Why did they, did they, like, give it to her to, like, hold on to? Or is it just, like, a keep it? So, throughout
0: the course of her life, Lillian Heath, the first woman to become an MD in the state of Wyoming, uses this skull cap at various times as an ashtray, a pen holder, and a doorstop. So. (laughs) Okay, I'm not even done. I'm not done. Are you ready? (laughs) No, I'm not. So this 15-year-old girl gets the top of this guy's skull and keeps it into her 80s. We'll talk about, yeah, Yeah, we'll talk about that. And over the course of all these years, it's an ashtray, a pen holder, and a doorstop.
1: I mean, are skulls heavy enough to be a doorstop?
0: Oh, maybe she wedged it a little bit. I don't know.
1: Gloria. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) They also make
0: a death mask of him, which again was very common at the time, where after somebody was dead, you would they would use like paper mache or you know plaster of Paris, and they'd form make a mask. So we have that.
1: That's creepy.
0: And then. This is where it gets really weird. So, okay. I thought, okay. So, so far, we're so good, right? With, you know, studying the brain, just handing the cap, skull cap to a 15 year old girl. A little weird.
1: Her using it as an ashtray, a pen holder, and a doorstop. Fucking weird.
0: Hold on. Oh, God. They remove skin from his thighs and chest, including his nipples. They send the skin to a tannery in Denver. And the skin is then made into shoes and a medical bag. And Dr. Osborne, when he is elected governor of Wyoming in 1893, wears those shoes to his inaugural <gasps> ball. What? Yes. And this is all documented. What the fuck? So, this is not Polly Bartlett urban legend. This is 100% fact. They take the body and store it in a whiskey barrel in a salt solution for about a year and supposedly continue to do experiments. What those experiments are, I don't know. And then finally, the body just, I guess, just kind of disappears. Fast forward to 1950, May 11th, where some construction workers are working in Rollins. Uh, Wyoming. Wait, what was that year again? Sorry. 1950. Okay. Okay. May 11th. And so they're working there at the Rollins National Bank, which is close to where McGee and Osborne used to have their medical ob- office apparently, because they dig up a barrel. and inside, Was his body
1: still in the barrel?
0: Inside that barrel are bones with the top of the skull missing, a bottle of vegetable compound... And a pair
1: of shoes. What? What the fuck? So, hang on. (laughs) Hang on. This is a lot of information. This is making up for the Polly Bartlett, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. Okay, so th- these doctors.
0: Uh huh. Who doctors, apparently did not study that Hippocratic oath very well. but
1: Right. Do no harm, guys. And maybe they had
0: ancestry over there in Middle Europe with Frankenstein. I don't know, because this is crazy.
1: They made shoes mm-hmm. and a doctor's and a medical bag, bag out of his skin.
0: Yes. Including, including his, his nipples on <laughs> the box!
1: the nimble's part just i'm like what <laughs> uh, who and then he left the shoe he put the shoes yes so in he the wore the, the he... shoes
0: to his inaugural ball that is But fucked then up. at some point put them back in the barrel with the rest of the body
1: i mean i don't i don't get it okay i don't understand none really? of us so, get it. It, it, it i don't
0: so after they find this barrel huh okay obviously evidence points to this being big nose george Dr.
1: Lillian Heath,
0: the 15-year-old girl medical student, or medical assistant. They
1: used his skull as an ashtray, a pen holder, and a doorstop. Who was
0: at the time in her 80s, but still alive, was contacted. And she still has this skull cap. And they fit it onto the rest of the skull that's there, and it fits perfectly. And I guess much, much later in time when this is available, they do DNA testing. And in fact, yeah, that is... So they,
1: like, so they confiscated it from her.
0: Well, I don't know that they confiscated or they, It sounds like... She, I mean, to me, it sounds like she gave it up willingly. Like, she was like, sure, you guys can see if it fits. Kind of a thing. It doesn't seem like, yeah, there was...
1: She didn't want to be like, yeah, it fits, because I know where it came from. I was there when they took right. it off.
0: Yeah, but they just wanted to... Well, and I think she said that too, but you know what I mean? They just had to confirm right. everything, right? So... Um, I wonder if they gave it back to her. Yeah. Ooh, no. Because, (laughs) I'll tell you why. This is how we know. That pair of shoes, the bottom of Big Nose George's skull, Mm -hmm. and his death mask, the most normal part of this entire story, which is creepy too, are all on display at the Carbon County Museum in Rollins, Wyoming. So if you're driving through Rollins... Take a stop at the Carbon County Museum and check out a pair of shoes made from human skin worn by a medical doctor to his inaugural ball as the governor of
1: Wyoming. If that doesn't tell anybody how fucked up politics is, I don't know what does. This dude was the first first governor? Uh, First Democratic governor. Uh. Yes. And...
0: The shackles that he was wearing and that he bashed in the head with his jailer and his skull cap are on display at the Union Pacific Museum in Omaha, Nebraska.
1: Why aren't they all in the same spot?
0: I'm not sure how or why they ended up in these two spots. The medicine bag has never been found. Creepy. So I think there's a great horror movie there about the cursed medicine bag.
1: <laughs> that is great. Cr- but yeah, that's so much. <laughs> I told you I'd make
0: up to you I for don't. crushing your dreams about Parley Bartlett and the 22 dead men.
1: What?
0: Isn't that the craziest story? But really, I mean, who's sitting there thinking, Huh? We looked at his brain. I'm not sure we can really find any evidence. I, we, okay, we don't really know what made him a criminal. How about we make a pair of shoes and a doctor's bag out of his skin? And when you look him up on Wikipedia, it says known for, like, outlaw, cattle rustler, and being made into a pair of shoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, this mask,
0: uh-huh, is
1: fucking
0: it creepy. creepy. Well, it has no ears. I, and so that
1: might also be why it's yeah. creepy. And like no, it cl- obviously doesn't have like hair, but like it yeah. shows where the hair would be.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And and death masks are creepy. And they were like I said that was common. Like there are several death masks that were made of Abraham Lincoln after his assassination. Especially famous people, that was very very common. <sighs> yeah. I, but like I said, I who sits there and thinks, okay, let's just skin him and yeah, make these things.
1: There is a picture of her.
0: Yeah, Dr. with w- the
1: skull. Ah, This is so creepy. I really
0: didn't think it was going to freak you out this bad.
1: Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason. And the shoes. And I think maybe looking at it. Yes. And you can look at pictures of the
0: shoes. I'll post them. that is particularly creepy to me. I'll
1: post them because I'm looking at them right now and it's very, very unsettling. Mm -hmm. If I ever go through Wyoming, I am for sure stopping and seeing this shit. Because oh there's just,
0: God. I mean, it's such an act of, I, I don't know, like, it's so beyond. I'm so uncomfortable right yeah. now. Well, it's so beyond any sort of social norm. Right. And then, like you said, to wear them to your inaugural ball Sucked. just kind of shows uh, everything that's wrong with politicians. But, yeah. Weird.
1: Ugh. I'm like uncomfy right now. My just bleh. I've managed to creep you out
0: more often than not lately. It's kind of making me I know, happy. No, it's weird. I know. It's
1: probably my own fault. I've been watching a lot of like wedding shows and shit. <laughs> so like my creep factor, I feel like, has kind of
0: wedding shows. My, wedding shows will do that. My to you. creep
1: tolerance mm. has gone down a little bit, and so now more things have been like. Bleh.
0: But that is like just. So so and like I, I do said, think so that the
1: looking at it and like seeing the photos of it is more like cringy. Yeah, than, like, and just
0: knowing that it was so and and that they were so out there with it, too. right? It's
1: not like it was something that they were
0: trying to like keep on, yeah, the, like, like keep, on the down low, like, right.
1: Hey, don't tell anybody we did this, right? It's like, oh, look what we did. I'm like, you don't need to like. Let and you're
0: doctors, you know. And there is that right. whole Hippocratic Oath, you know, first do no harm. Right. There's you know, certain, I don't know, just decorum, hmm. but massive violation.
1: Yeah, I don't. I can't. Ugh. Well, there are a couple of things that I wanted to bring up because you're not on Facebook anymore. No. And so now the things that get shared to our, <laughs> our discussion group I have to fill you in on. Um... Cheryl posted a news article about did you read anything about the missing six-year-old girl in South Carolina? Yeah. So sad. Oh, just
0: devastating.
1: I don't I, I didn't And I want
0: to know who the man was that they you know that was her <sighs> kidnapper.
1: Right. Uh, what else do I have? Um, Jeff posted something really funny on Monday. Oh, I love Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> safety
0: first, kids, for how to lift a dead body.
1: Oh my, yeah, because you're supposed to lift with your knees, not with your back. Oh, that's
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> um, there is a book that was suggested, and I'm going to give the books to you because I'm just not a big book person. I'm okay. still trying to get through the first chapter of that book that I asked for for <laughs> Christmas. It hasn't quite happened yet. Um, it's called If I If You Tell by Greg Olson.
0: Ooh, that sounds really familiar. I think my mom might actually have that book.
1: So I'll screenshot it and send it to you. Okay. Because uh, Katie wants somebody to read it, so she has somebody to talk to about it. Because okay. she said the story is crazy. Okay. Um, have you watched The Pharmacist on Netflix? Started it. How is that? Because I know Cheryl posted it on here.
0: Devastating. And like I said, I, I, no, I got into the first episode and then turned it off because Liam was around. But, um so sad so sad
1: yeah i haven't watched it yet. i'm going to get been, into it more i really i've been watching so much i've been watching like the discovery channel a lot mhm so a lot of um expedition unknown which <laughs> is so good and i've never been like a big history person but like this show is so good history is fascinating well we just found out right i've been she watching human skin shoes tlc Say yes to the dress has been my bomb lately, which is why I need to get back into my my investigation discovery channel yeah. so that I can, so that shit like this doesn't creep me out so much. I don't know why this one like well it got it's, me. You know? I know.
0: it's beyond the pale
1: because I feel like normally I'm the one that comes with like the fucking nasty crazy shit and it well, does affect. Well, like I said, cuts. when
0: I started looking at Wyoming, you know, cases, the Polly Bartlett one did pop up pretty quick just mm-hmm. because, even though it's pretty likely an urban legend. It's one that's so widely told there. That sucks. Yeah. Um. There was this guy like in the 70s or 80s that supposedly stabbed and killed his friend in a satanic sacrifice. And it was obvious that they were just both stoned out of their minds. You know, one of those crazy cases. Um, You know, there were a couple of things like that. But the Big Nose George thing was right up there too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how, first of all, how did I how have I never heard about this i I've grown up in the west my whole life. Um and just yeah, like you said just what the hell are people thinking? Right. But.
1: So, I think that cuz this is episode 98. Mhm. Um so our next episode is going to be episode 99 and then 100, which is do, do, do. fucking crazy. Yes. So it's got- crazy to me. But I have an idea. Okay. And I need everybody's participation. Attention, everyone listening. I need your participation, please. I need everybody to, whether you're going to message. Oh, my goodness. We have a phone number. I forgot to tell you. We have a phone number.
0: You can text us. Kaylin does all these things and then tells me nothing. (laughs) I find out when you find out, people.
1: I completely forgot. We have a phone number, which makes it so easy because... I'm not a big email person. It's just... I feel like my generation and younger email is just not a thing. Right. It's not a big thing. Um, and texting is so much easier. Mm-hmm. So we have a phone number now, guys. So Yay! So if you want to text us... It um, is. ...anything, our number is 208-590-7118.
0: Awesome. And we will also post that in the description of today's episode... Yep. And we'll get posted on our Facebook, right. social media stuff. So.
1: Yep, so you can text Yay! us and stuff. But now that you have this number, I need every single one of you to text us and tell us th- any case. I don't care if it's in the United States, if it's out of the country, if... Oh,
0: I have a good one in Berlin from one of our listeners in England. Ooh. I'm excited. But yeah,
1: any case, the biggest case that you want to hear, uh, I don't care if it's something that everybody has done before I don't care what it is, but I, and then we'll take the top two cases. So next week, next week's case, I'll do one of them. And then for our hundredth, we'll do the other. So they're kind of like bonus episodes. I don't care where they're from. I don't care how big they are because that's one thing that we've tried to do. And yeah, and if you want
0: to suggest one
1: particularly for Kaylin to do and one particularly for me, throw that in there. Right. So that number is 208 590-7118. Five nine zero seven one one eight.
0: Yes. And as well as texting, you can also post them. If you do like email, you can email it to us, whatever your preference is, but get that done this week. Right. It'll have to be by Thursday. Yeah. At least so it, Kaylin has time to prepare. Exactly. Yay.
1: So, yeah. I forgot to tell you about a phone number. I did that. I did that like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out our Instagram. We don't, we aren't really doing Twitter.
0: I know. No. no. I'm Which sorry. Are, That's I'm totally I okay with if, it because
1: Twitter's just, not really my
0: thing. Tw- Twitter's a boomer thing too. Yeah, right? I'm just not. Um, Twitter's a boomer thing. And I'm a boomer, but I've never been I think on Twitter Twitter's
1: much. Twitter's more of
0: a. I just feel like if Donald Trump's on Twitter, like that just sours the whole <laughs> thing for me
1: um but yeah so i'm gonna say probably don't even worry about our twitter but you can (laughs) check out our instagram i've been posting fairly recently with stuff on there um get on our discussion group you can like our facebook page make sure you rate and review us and text us yes we have a phone number now we're so excited (laughs) um i will be posting merch ideas yes and stuff if you have any ideas for like Sayings that you want on anything if there's a specific kind of like shirt or hoodie or hat or anything K- like Kaelin's that. Kaylin's already out. got
0: cut them off covered. So we're <laughs> good there.
1: Yep. It's already on a shirt. It's already happening. Um, but yeah. So just let us know. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye.